Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. And today I hope you hear this conversation with Captivated about design and music. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Hope to Hear This. And we have a very special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Edward Captivated Son. Oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm hoping this week I, I can get the video right because if, you, if you're looking at the video, um, Edward's uh, fiance is in the back as our li- live audience for today. So thank you for being here. Uh, so, you know, r- right off the bat, I actually... Just, I'm just curious because we talked about it in conversation yes. before we started recording. You you mentioned you don't want kids. Yeah, um, I just uh, and you know I want to be selfish for a few years at least, mm. or for as long as I can, okay, be, and just have time with my wife. Gotcha, gotcha. I will say as a father, <laughs> um, yeah, just go ahead, honeymoon baby, just do mm, it. Yeah, and see, that's like one of my worst fears. <laughs> Like, I just think I I am unable to care even for, like, an animal. Okay. Like, if I were to get a pet, I would be annoyed all the time because, like, oh, I can't, like, sleep over somewhere else. I can't travel. Oh, uh, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. and I have to clean up your, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of those. Yeah, and then I just think, man, if I feel this way towards a dog, I don't know if I am ready to have a child, mm. not that I will never have one. Right. But, but, but think about how much you love that dog and just explode that by a thousand. You know what I mean? Cause it's like your own living flesh. Yeah. That's what people tell me. <laughs> All right. So maybe, maybe one day I'll, well, I'll convince <laughs> you. I'll try to convince you throughout the course of this podcast. Okay. But uh, yeah, just uh, to, cause I, I'm, I'm just thinking of where to even start with our conversation because I feel like, if there were a person uh, who embodied the term creative juggernaut, it, it might be you. Because you kind of have your fingers in everything, um, music, design. And so I, I don't even know where to start. So can you actually kind of um, describe what you do? Um, well, not necessarily your day job. We can get into that too, but yeah. just kind of creatively. Um, so, so most people probably know you best as Captivated, um, the rapper. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I know there are other things yes. that you do. So can you just give us a description? Yeah. Um, well, yes, I am a rapper. I release songs and I write songs and perform under the name Captivated with a K. Yeah. And then I, uh, I'm i also a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mainly do that at my day job. Okay. Um, and So are you a graphic designer like by title? Yes. Oh, okay. That okay. is my title. Oh, graphic wow. Design. I'm the only graphic designer at my company. Oh, wow. So oh, what, that is what, my job. Are you okay divulging what company you work at? Yeah, I work at Brain Trust Creative. Okay. They're uh, in Buford, Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's a four-person creative agency. Mm-hmm. And there's a owner, of course, and he animates everything, okay. and he does live event production, stuff mm-hmm. like that. He is a creative juggernaut, truly. <laughs> you know, I strive to be like what he, half of what he is. Okay. You know? And then we have a um, video guy. Uh-huh. And then we have a project manager slash handles all the logistics of every project. Gotcha. And I am the graphic designer. So do you guys kind of do like marketing, branding kind of stuff for other companies or? Yeah. So we do, uh, we offer five services, mm-hmm. video production graphic design, live uh, event production, um, installations, environmental installations. What is that? Um, it's like, you know, like when you go to a museum yeah, and there are like special, they, they present the information in a very special, engaging way. Uh-huh. So there's sometimes there's like conferences that clients have. Like, for example, we had a client who was going to have a conference and then there was like a construction zone mm-hmm. in, in the conference. So like they were like worried, like, oh, people are going to come, but they have to walk through this huge construction zone to get between buildings and like we're worried. So they were like, can you transform the space into something engaging? So we built a tunnel of light. Like the walls were all screens. Okay. And then we built that from scratch and then we installed it and everything and then made sure it was running and everything. So 
Um, that's one example. Okay. But we do that kind of stuff. And the last thing is graphic design. Okay. Did I say graphic design? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you do, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that. And animation, motion graphics. That's the that's so, the last. So thing. what is it that you guys mostly focus on? Is it like advertisements or is it like infographics for those companies? Um, for the most part. Um, so our biggest graphic design client, mm-hmm. uh, not in terms of the size of the, the client, but in terms of the volume of the work that we produce for um, for this client is Perimeter Church. Oh, okay. Um, so they have like campaign, like sermon series graphics. They have in-service templates. They right. have, uh, like they print books with like all the serving opportunities. They print books. Oh, this is how you can pray for your city. Mm. They have literally just tons of stuff and like pop-up signs and like foam core signs, like everything, like especially for Christmas is like the busiest time of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have made like 200 plus things for them. Wow. Um, and so we have to, so I'm designing all of that stuff. Uh-huh. We do programs for like, there's this one client is the American society of mechanical engineers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they do, uh, uh-huh. it's crazy. You know how, like when you go to a Christian conference, they have workshops, like does God exist or like right. why does suffering exist? You know? Yeah. But this conference they have like, how do uh how does the aerodynamics of gas fueled hmm. turbo turbines affect you know whatever right yeah, yeah, yeah so um they have tons of people that go here and then i i make the program which is like hundreds of pages okay um, wow and so it's just stuff like that here and there for all these clients but um that's just the graphic design i mm-hmm. mean my boss runs these huge events uh-huh. and he did the nfl draft with one of with another sports company. Wow. But they, he helped produce that because, I mean, they have millions of pixels on these complicated screen sizes and you have to have somebody that's running the media server, providing the media server, mm-hmm. and then queuing everything at the right time because nobody knows who's going to be drafted until they say it on the stage. So he has to, you know. Right. So it's just like those, those types of so things. So then does he kind of set up all the equipment like where the screens are going to be and all of that or uh yeah so for a huge event uh-huh. like that for bigger clients there's always a team okay you know yeah, we, right. we contract or we are contracted mm-hmm. and then we'll go out and then we'll help uh we'll help you know set up the actual stage like you're talking about but mm-hmm. also the production room um and then the cues and everything and we just we have to map the content to the screen size because mm-hmm. they're all really weird resolution stuff mm. um and so, yeah, and we make content, like we will make an- animations and, you know, the looks that go on the screen, like at Passion Conference, there's looks that go on the screens yeah, when Louis yeah. comes on the stage versus when John Piper comes on the stage, you know, it's right. just different, um, yeah, different kind of stuff for that. So at Passion, when they have those kind of random graphics on the screen, like in between songs and things like that, and how like the lighting seems to match whatever's on the screen and all that, is that kind of all encompassed? all encompassed in, in what your company does? Yeah. So for the for it depends on the client, of course. Right. But we, we do do a lot of stuff like that. There's big stuff, Christian conference, uh-huh. which is the biggest high school conference in America. Um, and we produce all of the looks on the screens. Oh, wow. So even during the songs, mm. like there'll be animated lyrics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or animated, just abstract art, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll produce the content for that and also cue it and stuff. Cool. So how did you get into graphic design to begin with? Is that what you studied in college? Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's really weird how I got here. Um, I studied marketing and advertising and music business in college. Oh, okay. Um, and I wanted to work in the music industry and I wanted to do, to do marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always interested in graphic design. I just never thought I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have these skills, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so I took two, uh, advertising courses as electives in my advertising program. Okay. Um, and I learned the graphic design, um, software mm-hmm. there, like Photoshop and design illustrator. Um, and then after that, I kind of just tried to, f- so I worked at an insurance company doing design but it was like in PowerPoint and it was like, they were like, don't use the Adobe software because no one else can edit it. You have to use PowerPoint or oh. Microsoft Word, you know? And oh, I'm wow. Like, this is, I, <laughs> I want to not live anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so um, 
yeah, so I quit that after two months uh-huh. and then I was doing freelance stuff. Um, and then it wasn't really working out. Like I was draining all of my savings mm. and I even, I was living in Atlanta in mm. Midtown mm. and then I moved to Duluth to save money, but I was still draining and like my car broke down and I had wow. to drop like thousands of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it just came through like my, I had a connection with somebody who was um, going through the church planting program at Perimeter. Okay. And he knew that this company was looking for a, um, was looking for a designer mm-hmm. and he just texted me and he was like, send uh, your portfolio, you know? And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then not knowing that the job posting, I was completely unqualified for. Mm-hmm. Like if I just looked at the posting and decided to apply, I would not have applied, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah. just because he told me and I didn't look at the posting, I applied and then they gave me an assignment and then they hired me. Uh, you know, that's actually a good lesson for a lot of just college graduates out there. The job postings on a lot of the companies' websites and stuff, they tend to be kind of over-exaggerated. Yes. They cast a really wide net. For and sure. Trying to capture this uh, unicorn. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like of 10 years experience, but yes. we must be under like 18 years old. You know, something <laughs> yeah, crazy like that, right. right? So Yeah, and they were, I mean, I looked back at the job posting and it was like, must be proficient in these softwares. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to use any of these softwares, yeah. but somehow I am working this job yeah so, so just go ahead and apply to all those be truthful and forthright in your interviews say you don't know it but um most in most cases they won't find someone who fits all their posting requirements yeah. anyways yeah so oh that's that's it's great that it worked out that way for you though that yes it's really one of the best things that's ever happened to me wow like wow. i never thought it's, it's always been a like a pipe dream like mm. oh i want to work in a design agency and be like a designer yeah but like unless I have a degree or I'm working at an agency where I can learn from somebody who's already skilled. Yeah. There's no way I can learn. Right. You know? Right. But somehow I got this job and then now I, I mean, I've grown so much, you know, as a designer because of this job and I've, I learned something every day and every week there's like a new thing to be grateful for. Mm. Like I literally every week I'll tell Deborah like, Oh my God, Drew, uh, Drew who's my boss mm-hmm. said this. And then it's like, and then she'll be like, oh my God, I want a job like that. You know? <laughs> like, cause she's in grad school when she graduates. She's like, I, this gives me hope that I can find a job mm. that I don't hate, you know, yeah. cause everyone tells me that I'll hate it. She literally told me that last night. Wow. So this is a real, this is a real conversation that we yeah. always have. But So, yeah. but going into that job, do you think you kind of had enough of a skill set to do the work because you freelanced for a little bit or... Uh, I learned a lot of what I used to get the job mm-hmm. um, through YouTube. Wow. And like I, I listened to tons of podcasts and I was looking at courses online and uh-huh. I was trying to find everything that was you know free that I could learn. Mm-hmm. And then I actually sought out opportunities to do that stuff so that I could do it for real, like a real life situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that definitely helped me to learn a lot. Mm. Um, but even so, like... It's it's like you know you can um like you can you can create a car yeah by you know um tr- or, I don't know what's a what's a good way to so like you can make a a dish like fried rice uh-huh. by going to China and then going to the rice farms and then picking all the rice yourself and then you know like right sourcing every ingredient yourself and traveling to the world parts of the world you uh-huh. know we should get it or you can just like go to the store get rice and then put in a rice cooker and then make the fried rice you yeah. know what i'm saying super easy yeah. it was like i was like doing that i was like doing everything that i need to do for all of my clients the hardest possible way <laughs> with the maximum number of steps possible mm. and i was like i'm a designer you know and like this is like how i'm gonna work but i was spending like 10 hours on like a small graphic you uh. know? but when i started at this company i realized oh my god i don't know what i'm doing and so that has been, I think, like removing the obstacles between uh, your creative ideas mm-hmm. and your execution of them um, has been the thing that's helped me grow the most, I think. I see. Yeah. Wow. So then for people who are kind of in your situation, um, that they didn't have a formal education in design, but they want to get into it. What what types of, because you mentioned you, you looked at YouTube, you listened to a bunch of podcasts and things like that. Yes. What other things should people be looking at to be, you know, proficient enough to yes. do, do the job? Oh, great. I'm glad you asked. Okay. So 
if you're trying to, if you don't have graphic design, uh, a graphic design education, mm. but you want to be a designer, there is a YouTube channel called The Future without the E at the end. Okay. Um, I'm sorry you're not going to get sponsorship money for this, but <laughs> <laughs> but they their mission is to eliminate the need for design school for designers. Wow. You know, okay. they want to teach, uh, like they want to train self-taught uh, a billion self-taught designers. I think that's like their mission. Wow. Um, and so they literally put out all of this content for free. Wow. Like how not not just how to use Photoshop, mm-hmm. but like how to talk to clients. Oh, when wow. clients are like. Uh, I'm not sure about that price, you know, or yeah. like, can you do this for exposure? You mm. know, and that's how you get paid. And they'll, he'll literally give you like a role play scenario mm-hmm. where he, t- he will pretend like he's in that conversation and, and show you what to actually say, you know? Mm. And it's like so much valuable content. Mm. Um, and that's one thing. But another thing is there's so many um, Instagram accounts now mm. that there are so many talented designers. And uh, I think that, in order for you to create great art, you must consume great art. Mm, yeah. And yeah. so, um, I have a, I have a completely separate Instagram account just for design, separate from my, my music, uh-huh. um, where I only follow designers that inspire me. Wow. Um, and so that just helps me grow like all the time. Like I, I just open it and look and I'm like, wow, I didn't think of using this that way or portraying this idea that mm. way, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and every day I find more, it's just, uh, I think right now is a really good time where there's a lot of designers, mm-hmm. um, but not too much to where there's an obstacle to entry. Like mm-hmm. there's, you're, you're going to have a friend who knows somebody who's starting a business or whatever and needs design, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it's not like photography, which is super saturated right now. Like mm-hmm. everyone, you know, has a camera and takes pictures, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I would just strongly encourage whoever is in that position to, you know, um, search up design resources mm. just on Google right. and then keep up with them, you know, yeah. and then continually consume them and continually create. Um, I would say like try to create something every day mm. and then that, that'll, or take something that inspires you, a piece that inspires you and try to completely replicate it. That'll teach you the technical skills that you need to be able to produce something like that. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's- um, even with music, even with just whatever, like yeah. a, a podcast, yeah. you know, like being able to, if, if you try to replicate the quality of the audio of like NPR, mm. then you're going to learn how to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It'll make you better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's, I, I need to do that. I, I haven't done that. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think yours is pretty good compared to many podcasts I've, oh, wow. I've heard. Like I'm willing to listen to yours. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of podcasts that like, I just really love the people that are hosting, but mm. I just can't stand the quality of the audio, mm. especially because I'm when I'm driving, the highway is like really loud. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just I want a <laughs> comfortable listening experience. That's you know? True, true. Yeah. So well, one thing I know um, when I first started podcasting, I had an issue with sound consistency. Yeah, yeah. Like so, volume. Yeah, right, right. So it would be like my intro would be super loud, but the the main part of the podcast is super low, and then like there would be random spikes here and there, mm-hmm. and. I didn't realize, but if you're on the, like, if you're driving and you're listening to that, it's so annoying because you're yeah. constantly having <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. you know, right. uh, change the dial. And especially for my car, like, I don't have a knob. I have buttons. Oh, so, so I just got to be like, <laughs> you know, and it's. All right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So what software do you use mostly to do your design work? Is it just Photoshop? It depends on the type of work, but there's mm. three that I use every day, okay. which is Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. They're all made by um, Adobe. Okay. Photoshop is like for manipulating photos. Right. And Illustrator is for like vector work, which is like logos and stuff like that. Right. And then InDesign is really good for anything that requires a lot of text. So like magazines, books, things like that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for any aspiring designers, graphic designers out there, first they should go out, check out Future YouTube yes. channel? The future, yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, the future without the E. Yeah, that's at the right. End, the future. <laughs> yes. Um, look them up, kind of get to know that. Uh, follow some designers that inspire you so that you can be kind of in the design field. Yes. Right? And yes. you got to be proficient at those three things, right? Would you say that those are kind of the three representative software that you, you should? Um, yeah, I think, so I think you need to be proficient in those programs at the mm-hmm. very least or programs like them. There mm. are alternatives to them now mm. these days that are cheaper. Um, but that's just half of it, I think. Like the technical skill is a part of it. 
But the other thing that you need to know is um, like the principles of design. Ah, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like even if you know how to use Photoshop perfectly, if you place things in a way that's not pleasing to look at, (laughs) then um, you're still not accomplishing good design or beautiful design. Um, And so I think there are many books Mm -hmm. on that stuff. There's, there's a lot of free resources, like look up the principles, the basic principles of design um, and look up grid systems. Mm -hmm. I would look up typography, typeface Mm -hmm. design, um, color theory, things like that yeah there's and there's a lot of instagrammers who are teaching on that as well on their instagram so just the everything is out there you know what i'm saying you just gotta find it that's that's a good point because uh just because you know the program doesn't mean that you're good at whatever it is you're trying to accomplish so i I work for a consulting firm and our boss always says you know my daughter can learn autocad and build a bridge but i would never drive over it right right right, right. Yeah, 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 like you yeah, don't, she good. doesn't know yeah. the the principles of actually designing a bridge right um, and but, i mean it's i think it's best depicted through like speaking or writing mm-hmm. like everybody okay most people mm-hmm. can read mm-hmm. and understand words right right but not everyone can speak powerfully right you know? and yeah. not everyone can write powerfully right you know? mm-hmm. so i think learning that side of it is just as important, if not more important than mm. learning the, the, the technical tools. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, so was design kind of something that you always wanted to do? Um, or was it kind of just something you stumbled upon as you were getting your like advertising music? Yeah, it was, th- it was definitely that. I, okay. I, I was, there was a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. There's this YouTuber called, before there were like all of these resources, you uh-huh. know, before the, all, everyone wanted to be a designer. And it was like a, like a thing, a cool thing to do, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Um, there was this one designer who started a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and she talked about like logos, why are they good or why are they bad? And like, this is the world of graphic design. And like, uh, she worked at like YouTube her first year out of college designing, like the upload page that you use right now mm-hmm. is like designed by her. Oh, okay. And then she quit after a year cause she wanted to do something else. <laughs> but, um, that really made me realize that this is a whole field. And I, I am so fascinated by this. I am like addicted to looking at beautiful things. Mm. That's like to the point where I think it's like a problem for me sometimes. <laughs> um, wait, wait, is it a problem, Deborah? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. No. Yeah. It's, it's a like before I go to sleep, I'm like I'm gonna go to sleep now, and then no, I need to look at these people's work, and then I go on Instagram. It's wow. it's really. It's every t- every person I've told, they're like, "That's very interesting," you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so you're kind of in the field that you're passionate about then. Yes. Wow, that's that's actually really rare. Dude, I am so, like, I'm so blessed. Uh, like, I really am so grateful for this um, this job. Like, yeah. I, and I've told my boss, like, this job changed my life in a good way. Wow. You know, but I don't think that they really understand, mm. you know? So maybe one day they'll hear this. And yeah, and then you'll be like, it'll really hit them in the heart. It'll be like, wow. <laughs> I even like, I had a graphic design professor in the advertising program uh-huh. and I emailed her uh, like a few months ago and I was like, cause she came up to me and she was like, I think these tools come naturally to you. You should pursue this. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember that. And then, so I, I emailed her and I was like, thank you for saying that now I have a job, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, this is the email that everyone who is a teacher becomes a teacher to receive, (laughs) you know? And I was like, dude, it literally happened. Like you, you know, she was, I wouldn't have pursued it if people didn't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because one thing I do for a lot of the guests that come on this podcast is we kind of talk about what they're passionate about. And then I try to convince them to quit their day job to (laughs) pursue that passion. It's like a... You don't need to... (laughs) If you were going to convince me of anything, it would be to stay at my day job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For as long as I can. It's great because it gives uh, the listeners the the knowledge or or I guess they can kind of understand now that there are passions out there that can be compatible with day jobs. Like they don't always have to be mutually exclusive. Yes. So that's that's great. For sure. Wow, wow. So do you you think you're going to stay in the, the design field long term or do you see yourself yeah kind of- i i want to be a designer for the rest of my life wow um and i i want like i have written like over thanksgiving break mm-hmm. i was writing my 10-year goals mm-hmm. and they are all 
related to design. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, like even this uh, 2020, I'm even contemplating not working on music at all. Interesting. So that I can really focus on design. Okay. Um, but I mean, well, then, I, I don't know. I probably will. <laughs> that's a good segue into your music because yeah. well, let's talk about your music, right? You're, you're a rapper mm-hmm. and I mean, you're very good. Like well, you have, you. you have really good songs. It. So like, I, I wonder why would you stop, want to stop? Like, is it purely because you feel like design is like, you're more passionate about design? Mm. Um, I think that's part of it. Okay. And just to add a little bit more context, I ask because I feel like you're a like locally very well-established rapper. Mm. Like I feel like most people who know you know that you rap. And a lot of people probably like that you meet for the first time, they're like, oh, you're captivated, right? Like that, I'm sure that <laughs> if happens. They're, if they're Korean Christians, mm-hmm. then most likely, yes. Yeah, yeah. So but like everyone else, <laughs> having accomplished all that, like... Yeah. I wonder, like, I'm just curious, why wouldn't you want to keep after it? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with my insecurity. Like, mm. I don't think that I'm good. You really? Know? Yeah, and the reason, mm-hmm. the reason is because um, I c- I, there's a lot of musical people that I respect mm-hmm. who don't seem to give me respect as a real musician. Interesting. Um, and so because of that, but those same people have told me you are gifted in graphic design, you mm. know, you're gifted in marketing. Mm. Um, and so for me, either, you know, like there's, there's certain people who are, you, you like, they matter too much to you for them to say stuff like that just casually right? and not have an impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those people that I really respect um, have said, not that you suck and you mm-hmm. need to stop, <laughs> right, right. but uh, more like um, you clearly have a gift in graphic design and your skill in music is just blossoming now. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for me, I always had that fear, you know, like I, I love music, but like, what if I can't do it, mm-hmm. you know, and always in the back of my mind. So, of course, that will color the lens through which I see what they're saying. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so it's very difficult for me to um, fully pursue something really hard mm. if I always have that lingering doubt that I I'm un- I, I can't do it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Like with graphic design, I feel very strongly that I can do it. Yeah. Um, but like music is is music is also not just like rapping. It's not just like writing songs, mm-hmm. but it's also performing. Uh, it's also making yourself marketable. Yeah. Um, it's also like networking with people in a not, not in a, in a unusual networking environment. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like you're at a music venue or something in a green room and it's super loud, but you're like connecting with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's also the type of thing where your product is yourself. Mm. Um, so when people don't like your music, it's also hard to be like, oh, they don't like my music. They, it's not, they don't like me because it's kind of like, you right. don't say, I don't, most people don't say I, I like Justin Bieber, but I don't like his music. Right. They'll be like, I don't like Justin Bieber. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, and so for me, I'm just a very, I really care about what people think of me. Mm. Um, and I think it's really, uh, there's this one singer who said, the most dangerous place for the human heart Mm. to be is on a stage. Um, Mm. And I think it's even more so for me. Like I just, when I see someone Mm -hmm. and they don't like seem as excited to see me as I thought, you know, I will think about the past 10 years, like every single interaction I've had with that person. And then I'll be like, could it have been because I did this that one time four (laughs) years ago that they don't like me and they've been holding this grudge for this long. Right, right, right. And then I'm just like, and then I bring it up to them. They're like, oh no, like I was just tired. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, um, you're an introvert, huh? I'm actually an extrovert. You're an I'm extrovert. I'm an ENFJ. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you, you're like, do you like role playing a lot of things in your head? Like well, playing out scenarios? I, I wouldn't say I like doing it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, okay. But I do do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I overthink things a lot and mm-hmm. I'm very introspective and I like, See. evaluate to the things that I've done and the effects on other people. Mm. Um, I mean, at the core of it is that I don't, I want to be valued yeah. and I don't seek that in the gospel mm. and I seek that in other people. 
and that that's the core of the problem. But, I see. So that's why I think like music where your face is at the forefront and your persona is at the forefront yeah. versus design where your design is at the forefront and not you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also is difficult for me to thrive in I see. Un- until maybe one day I am completely victorious yeah. <laughs> over this, you know, but wow. I don't know. Wow. Yes. Because it's just hard for me to take this in because I, I didn't see or know that about you at all. Mm. Like that you had any sort of insecurity. Like I, f- I feel like those kind of insecurities should be reserved for people that haven't released any songs yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you look up your yeah. name on Spotify, you have many songs with thousands of listens. So it's just, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think I have overcome a lot of, I mean, there was a period of time where I would not even have, you know, mm. done that, mm-hmm. like not even released on Spotify. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's too permanent. Like I can't get rid of it. You no, know, whatever. Oh really? You can't take songs down. Uh, it's complicated. Oh wow. Know? Okay. Um, but I, I do think, um, yeah, I'm a very, uh, broken person, mm. you know? Mm. And the reason why people don't, people look at me and don't see that I care so much about what people think and their disapproval cripples me is mm. because I care about what people think. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have made an effort to make people like me and not see me as an insecure person. Mm. Um, and that's why, like, when, when I released the those songs, um, 2019 yeah. and All Over My Life, like, a lot of it was me admitting that I'm terrible, mm. <laughs> you know? And yeah, it yeah. Was, it was me, like, l- talking about how I had to learn right. um, that I am not as good as I want to be or as I thought, mm. and it's not me, it's God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. all God. Even the people that I thought were the most like Christ in my life were actually also so broken. Right, you know? yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, everything is like connected, mm. you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I need to ask, if you were stranded on the deserted island and you had your graphic design stuff or you had a choice your graphic design stuff or the ability to like produce and write songs and Hmm. no one was going to see any of those things okay like you're you're you don't know how long you might you might just die on that island you don't know if anyone's going to see any of those things which would you do for yourself to to just kind of fulfill you you know this is a really great question (laughs) you know it's really great because i think my answer would be music Mm, okay even though right now i love design more yeah which like makes me wonder is it am i doing design because i want people to Mm. like me you Mm. know what i'm saying so i I think there's two things like if you're good at something (laughs) you naturally just want to do it that's that's human nature yeah that's why people who are tall tend to go into basketball because you know like they're they're good at basketball that's true yeah and they just like to do and you don't see many short people playing basketball because they were if you're not initially somewhat good at something, the chances of you pursuing it are much lower. Mm. So I asked the question um, because, you know, like if you enjoy music and there are clearly people out there enjoying your music as well, Mm. um, should the opinions of a few people really matter? Yeah, man. I mean, this is something, (laughs) this is something I've, I've been wrestling with a lot, you know, like, um, I, I think that that question mm. is a really good question because I think it does show that I do music purely for expression, mm. yeah. you know, yeah. like, um, and, and I think because I, I enjoy it mm-hmm. and I think, um, yeah, I, I, one thing that I struggled, like I was listening to this podcast by this guy named Andy Minio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to promote another podcast on your podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> what's what's his podcast called? His podcast is called uh, Work in Progress. Okay. Because he released an album of all these songs that he never released, and mm. it was like work in, these are like work in progress songs, mm-hmm. and then like he released a podcast per song explaining the heart behind the song. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the songs, um, I don't actually remember which song this was for, but he was talking about how he was like so concerned with what people thought about his music mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that he he couldn't he wrote a song about his depression and he could not like 
he made a version with his own drums and then he made a version with a professional producer's drums mm-hmm. and he showed people and they were all like, dude, yours is better. Mm-hmm. You know, and he could not fathom the possibility of his being better than this professional producer, mm-hmm. you know? And then his wife, his wife one day, um, she wrote like a note for him mm-hmm. and then the note said, respect your opinion. Mm-hmm. And basically the idea was that he was respecting everyone's opinion except his own. Yeah. And I think that's really like that resonated with me because I think that's what I struggle with. You know, like I don't think that just because I made this, I like how it sounds Mm -hmm. like maybe I'm wrong because other people disagree. Right. You know, these people who actually have accolades or whatever, as if that makes them more valuable than me, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And this, I'm just saying this as a fan because I want, (laughs) when you said you weren't (laughs) going to be doing music in 2020, I was like, wait, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, so I I have a ton of songs oh, okay. that I have not released. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one song I made for Debra's birthday two years ago. Oh, wow. I still have not released it, oh. but I wrote it to be released. Lydia Yoon is actually on it. Oh, yeah. Your last guest. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, and um, another song with Nicole, your other guest, <laughs> <laughs> on it. Um, I, I have these songs and I, I want to release them. It's just... I guess it's that fear, you know, mm. that fear of I don't want to be judged by by people, you know. I, I think um, when you release stuff, like, thankfully with my podcast, like, I, I might not be able to relate as much because people don't really, they don't really comment on podcasts. Like, mm. even if they don't like it, they're just like, whatever about it. I only right. get feedback when they really like an episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I, I would imagine that for every one person that doesn't like something, there's probably 10 people that really liked it, but just haven't said anything. Yeah. Like the negative opinions, you just tend to be louder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to encourage you to, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And Appreciate I think, you know it. what, while we're on this, let's, let's talk about your songs. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> there are a few songs, I mean, I, that I wanted to talk to you about specifically. Okay. Because I think uh, it really hit me and I really resonated with uh, let, let's start with bliss all right so <laughs> well let me ask you first though if captivated yes well, what do you feel like is kind of your most uh representative song like if people think of captivated mm. what song do you think they think about okay so i think those are two different questions okay i think what what song i think represents me the best now mm-hmm. like what represents who captivated is mm-hmm. and who captivated will continue being is 2019 okay that song Mm -hmm. but i think the one that people think of when they think of me is bliss okay because i performed that song like like twice a week for like two years or something (laughs) oh wow it was like i really like talk about like uh um you know uh milking the cow or whatever (laughs) i don't i don't know what i forget Uh, what the uh saying is Yeah, yeah 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 but like i really you know used it to the very end but but i feel like that song has such a good message behind it uh, because we're both asian american yes and we all know we we know at least for us that we're kind of overlooked in media or we're overlooked in kind of popular culture yeah um but you kind of the way that you present the song and, and that message is by saying these people that don't know about us they're happy in the bliss of not knowing about us. So let's mm-hmm. not take that away. Like you kind of, that's kind of how you start off, right? Yeah, yeah. But your last, uh, is it a verse, last bridge? It's like a last chorus. Yeah, last yeah. chorus. You, you kind of flip the it chorus, yeah. to say like, it's like we have to take that bliss away from them because mm-hmm. uh, we have to be more vocal about like who we are as Asian Americans. Yes. But not only that, I feel like that's the overall message, but you kind of go into specific historical events yes. that Asian Americans went through, right? So. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask you first, what what was the reason you wanted to create this song? Like what like triggered it? Yeah. Um so 2015 is when I wrote it. Okay. Um in 20 so <laughs> the version that's out says 2016 Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I when I wrote it it was 2015 Atlanta. Oh, uh, okay. But um what was happening was it was the beginning of this whole um rising controversy. Okay. About police brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, shortly after Trayvon Martin mm. and throughout the year more and more. 
you know, instances. And um, it was a combination of me seeing that more up close and personal because I interned at Reach Records that year. Okay. Um, and that's a, it's a multicultural label. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that stuff all the time there, you know, mm. like, and I, I would talk to black people, white people, Latino people, you know, just every, uh, every race. Mm-hmm. And everyone had their opinions and I was thinking about it a lot. And not only that, but I listened to a lot of Christian rappers Mm -hmm. and it seemed like all of them started talking about it, Hmm. um, making songs about it. There was designer I loved that made a shirt that says I can't breathe. I mean, it was like, you know, um, and then for me it was like, I don't know what, what my, what my voice is in this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I understand, like I I see clearly now that there is systematic oppression mm-hmm. against the African American population. Right. Um, but I can't say from personal experience that the system is set up to oppress minorities mm. like me, mm-hmm. because I have benefited in all the ways that white people benefit. Right. And I have, but I have not suffered in all the ways that African-Americans have suffered, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of found like this internal struggle, like should I speak about it? Am I allowed to speak about this? Am I like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? And and I wanted to understand like, well then what is the system's relationship with uh, immigrants, especially Chinese immigrants because I'm Chinese American, you know? Um, And then so I started researching and then that's when I, discovered the um the lynchings yeah. that happened of the immigrants that i talk about in the first verse yeah i had no idea about yeah that. i mean i didn't either yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and like I, I i was like this is literally the largest recorded lynching mm. mass lynching in america mm. and it's of chinese immigrants mm. you know and then not just that but like i read more about like these filipinos like americans threw these filipinos off the off the bridge wow like there was, there's a lot of instances. Uh, it, it definitely was not as widespread and as unjust as how African Americans were treated because, yeah. I mean, they were stolen from their home country. Mm-hmm. You know, we came here by choice. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, yeah. Some of us, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were many, I, I understand, like, the Chinese immigrants are the most, usually the the most fortunate because we get to choose. Mm. Like, I know a lot of it, my barber came because of war, mm. you know, stuff mm. like that. But, uh, yeah, so that uh, realization mm-hmm. um, cu- coupled with the idea that we are seen by white Americans as passive, um, like... Submissive. Submissive, yeah, peaceful, like we just want to play sate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the kind of thing where like white people believe or, or are content yeah. and, and blissful because they're unaware of the um, history, you know, between our people. Yeah. Um, But I approached the song the way that I approached it because Asian Americans are unique because we are raised in a culture that teaches us to not be vocal. Right. You know what I'm saying? And to be passive. Um, And so it's not that we were oppressed, therefore we were quiet. Strictly, I mean, I think that's a part of it, but it's also because that is our culture. That's that is a big value. You yeah. know, we need to, we are not con- non confrontational. You know, um, we're passive, and so um, our idea is kind of like, no, we don't want to do that. Like when I was talking about that in in the chorus, like yeah. I was speaking as an Asian American. That is the Asian American perspective. Like, right. There's these things happening in our country. And we are not going to talk about it because we don't want to cause conflict. Mm. You know, we don't want to make them mad. We don't want to take their bliss away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, But, and then, you know, I talk about that tension in the second verse as well. Like, um, what is the Asian American voice? Like when you talk about race, it's black or white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I just, I just talked about all of that from the struggle that was triggered by what I was seeing socially yeah. and especially in the South in America. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think that's a good point in that in like, we really don't know where to belong in what seems to be a black and white divide in the country. 
like we kind of feel out of place at times yeah. and even when things happen to us like the mass lynching or like the internment caps for yeah, like japanese right. americans like a lot of that just gets swept under the rug and mm-hmm. like people don't even really know about it yeah. and so like even if we wanted to be vocal we're not really sure how to go about being vocal right yeah. And, yeah and even today i feel like is it okay that i bring up the japanese internment camps i'm not japanese right and right, right. there's also that element of why are you advocating for japanese people <laughs> because you're chinese you know right yeah there's <laughs> like complicated history there too yeah they mistreated chinese people yeah. or but at the same time like during world war ii it wasn't just the japanese that were interned but they also sent german immigrants mm. to internment camps mm. those are white people you right. know what i'm saying right um and so it's also it's a struggle because it's like do we want to do we have to contribute our voice by saying oh we also struggle mm. or do we should we contribute our voice as the minority that benefits a lot in ways that other minorities don't right. and use our our unique position to help those who are marginalized mm. or i don't know you know it's a complicated so yeah. it, it kind of came out of that struggle and that um those questions right right i see yeah, yeah. And, and like i mentioned before the last chorus where you flip yeah. it to like it is time to take away the bliss of mm-hmm. like just kind of allowing asian american struggles and voices to go unheard like yeah. it's, it's time to not let that happen and kind of take a stand I really it like hits you it's like yeah oh the chorus is different Mm-hmm. And it's like saying the opposite of what it's been saying. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, and shout out to Sam Ock because oh, okay. he uh, produced the song and he changed the, co- like he made it from like the whole song is major and it sounds happy. Uh huh. Um, and then the last chorus, he made it sound sad, which is oh. what I because otherwise you just listen to it and be like, oh, it sounds the same. Like I didn't notice that. Right, and, right. But, like the whole even sonically it changes. Wow. That's the. That was the goal. Wow. So I'm glad it worked on you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure it did. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the next song I, I kind of want to uh, ask you about is from your, is it EP? Uh, 2019 EP? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a, I guess it's a mini EP. Yeah, mini it's, EP. It's like only two songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The song All Over My Life. Yes. Um, in the beginning, you kind of go into it by saying like there were things that happened in 2018, but you feel like, you, you see God all over your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can, can you kind of talk about like the things that you went through to inspire that lyric? Yeah, so um, it wasn't just 2018. Okay. It was between the time I released Bliss. Basically, it was between 2016 and 2019. Okay. And, um, and was was in between that time, did you release any other songs? or I did not. Okay. It was just Bliss and then these two songs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so... I was in a relationship mm-hmm. for three years. Okay. And we were just waiting to get married. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I was waiting for me to get a job and okay. then we would get married, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then that relationship completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because of me, you know, it wasn't because of her. It was all me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was very, I mean, a lot of the insecurity that we talked about earlier mm. came out in unhealthy ways, yeah. and um, that was really bad. Um, and I had to go through healing mm-hmm. for from that. Mm. Um, that was one of the hardest times of my life. But n- not only that, but I was also getting involved with Deborah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the beginning of our relationship was extremely rocky. Oh, like, okay. like so bad (laughs) why like um well it was mostly because of me i mean i had just come out of this long relationship and i was like oh i'm good Mm -hmm. you know but i wasn't good you know what i'm saying you still kind of had that baggage yeah i had i had a lot of baggage yeah and i and i and i hadn't taken it to god i hadn't Mm -hmm. dealt with it myself Mm -hmm. you know and i was trying to involve this new person Mm -hmm. um who doesn't have the baggage Uh she's never dated anyone else okay you know um wow and so like it was just um a lot of like she would cut me off several times and I would be like, Oh my God, why this is the end of my life? You know, Uh, Um, cut you off as in like not talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Uh Um, and I I just had to face the music, Mm. you know, I had to be like, this is what I did and no one is responsible for the situation I'm in except myself, Mm. you know? Mm. Um, that's, that's one thing. And then another thing while that was happening, 
um, I got into this car accident where I was the driver mm. and um, I had two passengers in my car, mm. one in the passenger seat and one in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this accident, uh, my car was totaled mm. and I was okay and my uh, passenger was okay, but the back seat passenger was not okay. Oh man. Like he went to the ICU, he was in a coma for a while and they wow. had to do surgery, remove a part of his skull so his brain could swell and uh. all of this stuff. Um, and even to this day, like he is not the same, you know, wow. like thankfully he survived, mm. you know, but like that was really like ever since that day, I have been constantly wrestling with like my mortality, mm. you know, like yeah. when you're young and in college, you think you can live forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you don't say that, but the way that you act right. is like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and so I, I just think like that really made me struggle with like, I really need to remember the purpose of my life. Mm. That's why I say in 2019, like, um, I forgot the reason why I am living mm. and the reason why I'm captivated. Oh the yeah. The reason why I'm captivated is because of God, you know? Yeah. And I, I just think like I was living in a way that I didn't really understand. I forgot why God put me here. Like mm. there's a verse in the Bible when Paul says a civilian does not get entangled or a soldier does not get entangled in civilian pursuits. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea was like, I am entangled in civilian pursuits. I and see. God doesn't owe me anything. Wow. He could take my life whenever mm-hmm. and be just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Cause Deborah's here. Can you actually uh, come over real quick? Please. Share the, share the mic. Cause <laughs> I'm curious about your perspective. Um, on the rocky start of the relationship oh. um and ultimately why why you stuck stuck through it with him oh man <laughs> um yeah it was rocky as in there's not just um multiple times i had to cut him off as an all communication uh-huh. um we really like tried to start as friends again and you know, like once you start liking someone, you can't rewind and go back and let's just be friends. Yeah. It just you don't, you can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I think the one of the last cutoffs was, hey, I can't be friends with you. I realize I just can't. Mm. Um, and if I just see you, or talk to you, or hear about you. Um, I don't think I can deal with that. Mm. So I was like, I don't want to see you ever. Wow. Like I can't uh-huh. right now. Like we're both in the same city, same going to the same school. Yeah. So it's not like I can pack up and leave, but if I could, I would, mm. you know, to mm. just kind of erase you out of my life. Mm. But it wasn't because like, oh my gosh, I hate you. It was, it was just, I mean, obviously it wasn't the right timing Mm. and we both had a lot to deal with um um yeah like the damage that's done because of the of us being involved so quickly after Mm. his past relationship Mm -hmm. um and so i did that i told him everything i wanted i was like i don't want to see you i don't want to talk to you i don't want to hear about you i we went to the same church then too right so wow. we had a lot of intersections in our lives yeah i was like when i see you i will uh treat you like a friendly acquaintance mm. like i will say hi i'm not gonna just ignore you but i'm not gonna ask you how you are mm. because i don't want to know right you know yeah. um and uh, i guess what got me what got us here yeah because you guys are engaged now right uh, did we mention that <laughs> i don't know if you mentioned that in the beginning Maybe. um right so like how do we get here is after that six that was a six hour talk mm. wow. like me cutting him off like i don't want to be friends i don't want to see you uh-huh. that was a really long talk it was 12 a.m to 6 a.m <laughs> wow in a car wow. yeah um i don't recommend it but <laughs> what had happened was after that he i really didn't see him Mm. at all Mm. 
like you know how in college you're there's this one study hall where everybody meets everyone once you just walk in you make your rounds and you just say hi to everyone because everybody's there studying yeah um but i just never saw him again huh it was weird. There's one time I saw the back of him in a parking deck. I was like, oh, my God, this is like the first time and the only time uh-huh. that I ever saw him. Um, and I didn't think it was weird until another friend, mutual friends of ours were kind of doing the same thing. Like, let's take a break mm. and not talk to each other or see each other. And I just witnessed them running into each other every day yeah like they're like running away from each other because they like saw that they were on the same hallway i was like wait a second what's happening there like how come they say they're avoiding each other but they run into each other like all the time Mm. and then um did it hit me someone told me Yeah, yeah, yeah our friend told me um he was like you know deborah he's really really um putting a lot of effort into avoiding you Mm. to respect your request um he's taking alternate routes to get to everywhere oh wow yeah wow so when i heard that i was like oh Mm. i just thought you know we just don't our our paths don't cross that much if we don't try Mm. But he was actually trying really hard, you know, because we we go to the same church. We have all the same friends and we serve in this Christian ministry at uh, at school, too. Mm. So I I mean, it was just then I realized, oh, my God, he's I didn't do anything. Mm. I just went about my day and he's the one who really took it up in himself to help me get what I want. Right. Wow. To move on. Wow. So I think that was, I think, like without me realizing at that moment, but that was a big turning point, Mm. realizing, oh, I am respected Mm. even when I said I didn't want to see him ever again. You know, like who does that? Right. (laughs) Right? So then, so then I think I went to talk to him. I was like, okay, time out. I just want to tell you like, you've changed Mm. you know Mm. i think one of the biggest thing before uh, biggest struggle we had in our quote quote rocky stage Mm. was i would say something and request something and it would never be heard i see right like i would tell him i need to think about this alone Mm. and i'm gonna go talk to my discipler just don't text me for like a day Uh and i'm meeting her like tonight and then that evening he texts me like these long <laughs> paragraphs of like his reflection on uh-huh. the issue. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad you're thinking about this, but what did I ask of right, you? Just right. It was just for the rest of the day, you know? <laughs> but that it. was just like scattered here and there. Mm. But he really, you know, showed up. And, mm. and when you found out that he was taking alternate routes and stuff like that, it was to you oh he finally heard me yeah it was it was mind-blowing oh wow wow that that's an interesting story i would have never guessed wow so what i what i learned was like right after she cut me off Uh she because she cut me off and she was like i need to focus on god i can't focus on god with you in my life Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and then this guy who was discipling me he told me it's clear in this whole situation that the person who cares the most about Deborah's sanctification is Deborah. Mm. If you, the, the role of a husband is to be like Christ who mm. gave his life, not just for his bride, like he didn't just die for her. Mm. He died to make her blameless, mm. right? To yeah. sanctify her. That's the role of the husband, of the man, you know? And you do not care about her sanctification more than your own pleasure, mm. you know? And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you are right, you know? <laughs> And wow. then I was like, I need to, I need to care. And he was like, yeah, if you knew that, that you were a hindrance for her, you should have been the one to bring up that you need to leave her life, mm. you know? And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're oh, right. Wow. I don't understand uh, what it means to love, you know? Uh, and then that's when I started avoiding everything. Wow. Yeah. So, and so this was all kind of what you were talking about in in the beginning of, uh, all over my life 
Like, did the um, Rocky start of the relationship kind of, was it part of that? That's part of it, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I only had time to list two things, which was my ex yeah, before It's Deborah. been three years since she left is I think the line, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. And then the accident, mm. which was uh, the other thing that I mentioned. Should I leave? I mean, it's, oh, sorry. It's awkward. Yeah, you can, you can go back and sit down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Deborah. Oh, my butt. <laughs> We were uh, sharing a seat. That's why I yeah. don't want to say that, and people wonder why I said <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, okay. So okay. Wow. So, uh, but your outlook in that song is very positive, right? Because yeah. you yeah. kind of start off with these, uh, the notion, the, the, sad things are kind of you know unfortunate things that have happened in the past, but you go on to say. Like God's all over my life. Yeah. Um, was there a specific event that happened that helped you realize this, or was it just kind of more of a? I have man, faith that this is going to happen. It is just a theme of my life, man. I mm. mean, it's like it's when you. There's those moments when you look at your life, mm -hmm. and then you think, "Wow, uh, this is so different from where I was." Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, even right now, like with the whole conversation we had about my job, it's yeah. the same thing. It's like every week I'm like, wow, I cannot imagine or I cannot believe that I am here when I was there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think like finally starting to date Deborah, like we had, when I wrote this song, we had been dating for almost six months. Okay. So it was kind of like, this is a thing now, you know, like we're, we're actually dating mm. and it's not going to be another cutoff you know what i'm saying right, right. <laughs> um and so it's like just me realizing that you know mm. um and in this in the second verse like i i talk a lot about how suffering is actually good mm. you know like mm -hmm. it's a part of life it's a season you know right right and it makes you um grow and it, it's like uh there's a verse in the bible mm -hmm. that is uh, for for the moment, all discipline seems painful, you know, mm. but in the end, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness, right. you know, and I think I have seen that firsthand so many times, like year after year, you know, mm. and that's what I wanted to capture in that song. Like there's a quote by Charles Spurgeon that where he said, um, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Wow. And that is like my life. You know, mm. like I, I really see suffering as good mm. because I always know that God will work it for my good. Right, yeah. right. So even in the suffering, like you see, you still see God all over your life. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm like, God, please stop this. But like, I know, like, thank, I know that you're in control. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah, you're, you're sanctifying me. So. Wow. And so let's let's talk a little bit about your other song, uh, 2019. Yes. Is it, Parentheses, that's God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's God. Uh, th that's, two S's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that kind of has a similar theme, right? Yes. Yeah. So you, you want to talk a little bit about that and how that came about? Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, the only reason why I, re I released these two songs is because this song was time sensitive. Mm. You know, like it forced me to do it or else I could never <laughs> release this song. Right. You know what I'm saying? 2019, yeah. right? <laughs> so like that helped me overcome all those fears that we were talking about earlier. Oh, wow. But <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But hey, you got to just put a date on all of your songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's the way. You know? um, but yeah, so this song, uh, uh, this song was, it was really a, I was really struck by another rapper Andy Mineo mm -hmm. I already talked about him I talk about him all the time it's, you should ask my small group every single week <laughs> I bring him up. Um, but he released an EP where he was like so honest mm -hmm. you know like it, it was so different because you know you hear a lot of Christian music and it's like you know don't worry God's got you or mm -hmm. um, even in your suffering it's good like all over my life you yeah. know or um, God loves you or, you know, all these things, I'm giving you hope. But like Andy Minio was talking about like when he was a young Christian, things were black and white and they were simpler. And then he was like more knowledge, more sorrow. And like now that I'm more mature of a Christian, it's more gray and everything is less um, clear. And mm. then he would say things like I spent my I spent half of my adult life unlearning lies that I heard in a dumb sermon. And like just all these things that were like 
he was like so jaded, but it was like still true stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then that made me reflect on my life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I've been realizing these same things, you know, mm-hmm. like I used to, I literally used to say, I hate people who are fake, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But then in the first line in this song is like, I used to hate people who were fake as can be. Yeah. Then I realized nobody's faker than me. Right. It's like, literally, I I was just trying to put out like, these are the things I've been struggling with. Mm. And these are the things that um, I ha- like, I'm still wrestling with now. You know, I said in the songs, I'm, I ain't done. Right. Mm. Um, but I, I, I just think like uh, putting all of this stuff into song and finally being able to express it was really important. And wow. And just like through all of it, recognizing that God has been teaching me. I'm not the one God is the one, Yeah, you know, like he, he's not fake, you know, he's real. And even though these people that I look up to were fake, God is not, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I should not trust in any man or myself or whatever, or my reputation, but God. Yeah. Wow. Thank thank you so much for being so open and honest. Um, Of course. Yeah. Because this is, this is not even half of how honest I usually am at my small group. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Yeah, no, because uh, kind of as a last parting words, I do want to say um, there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that enjoy your music. So if, you. if the thing that's keeping you from music is like that insecurity, I think I really, I'm, pr- I'm going to pray that that's something that you'll overcome because, mm. yeah, because man, if you enjoy it, and there are people who are enjoying it as well. You, you should just kind of keep after it. Um, Thank you, man. So, yeah, this is kind of the... So we're just over the hour mark. Um, so oh, wow. um, is there anything that... Uh, yeah, <laughs> time flies, crazy. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there anything that we didn't talk about that you were hoping that we would talk about? Do you think we kind of covered most of it? I think we covered most of it. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you if you ever think of anything else, we can do a part two. So let's do it. Yeah. I love talking. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. So, guys, um, <laughs> if you're out there, uh, if you are a captivated fan, please let send us a message. If if you don't know how to reach him directly, then just send me a message at ihthtpodcast at gmail dot com. I will make sure to relay that message of love to Edward so that he doesn't stop doing his music. Um, yeah, and you can also send any sort of feedback. Um, if you really appreciated Edward's vulnerability and openness today, um, or you really enjoyed Deborah's uh, story of how they started dating, <laughs> any feedback, and uh, I'll make sure Edward gets it. Or you can comment on Instagram at I hope they hear this, or now on Twitter at ihthc podcast. And this is actually a, the second week I'm trying this uh, video recording out. Um, the first weeks, uh, because of equipment. Uh, Oh, it's really because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, it's not going to work out. Um, but I'm hoping that this will work out. So uh, if if this is successful, then it'll be on YouTube. Um, yeah. at, at, uh, just search. I hope they hear this. But I'll, I'll put a link on the on the comments if, if it works. Nice. So yeah, thanks again so much for coming. Thank and, you. And um, yeah, we'll 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 try to schedule more of these because yes. I really want to keep digging. Let's and do it. All right, I'm so down. thank you guys for listening out there. And uh, yeah, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.